When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Rose and Jamie are two best friends. And they love sex and the city. And they couldn't help but wonder. Do you love it too? Carrie. Miranda. Samantha. Charlotte. Cosmos. Cheese. So many dudes. Every single dude. All the dudes. And we couldn't help but wonder. With Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't, Couldn't Help Help But, but wonder. wonder. A podcast where we talk about sex and the city and how it relates to, to us. us. Jamie, hi. hi. We're both we are both in New York. This is a fact. We saw each other this week. Another fun fact. It was really we went fun to, to see Jamie. It was so wonderful seeing you and like giving you a physical, actual hug. And also you took us to a really delicious restaurant um, with round shaped sushi. Yeah, sushi we're not, bombs. We're not. Yeah, sushi bombs. And we ordered yeah. something called a what? A party bomb? Party yeah, bomb? Yeah, we ordered a party, party bomb. If you live in New York, go to Bozu, B-O-Z-U. Bozu. I have to say, like, Jamie and I, people say, oh, in the pandemic, when I see you, I'm going to hug you for so long. We actually did hug. We actually like, did. There was an embrace. But it was a long one. It was. It was. Yeah. And you also, I think you're wearing the same sweater right now that you were wearing yes. then. <laughs> just like, it's just one of, it's a very, like, inviting sweater. It's really, like, cozy. It's cashmere. Cashmere. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't want to let go. I didn't want to let go because I was like, I mean, this bitch has been in a different state for too long. Yes. And then also earlier that day. Well, so I think we should flag. Wait, we can do this as part of our. <laughs> who were you this week? Yeah. Who yeah, were which, you this week, Which <laughs> member of the core four? <laughs> well, I would say this week, actually, I was a Charlotte because Charlotte didn't Charlotte get hit by a car or almost. Did she? Oh, no. She almost got hit by a car, but Trey swooped in and saved her, and that yes. is how they met. That was yeah. their meet cute. Oh my god! Well, mine you had a tray. was yeah. like that, but I did get hit by the car, and no one. There was no cuteness of meeting of any kind. Um, but I fully got hit by a car this week. It was a meet cute between day, you and the and the fender. Yeah, you and a Nissan. You had a lovely yeah, time. Yeah, we did. Ugh, it's so funny how we met. Um, where <laughs> you just like, rammed into, into my me. hip. <laughs> it was hilarious. I never He's thought so I cute. could love a car. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, yeah. So that happened, and th- that was just. I just have to say that was maybe one of not maybe that was officially one of the craziest days of my life because well first of all it would have been the craziest day of my life because i've never been hit by a car before so that was a first that was big Um, for you it was big and i don't want to minimize that i don't want to make it sound like that was just one of many things that happened that day i really want to give it its own air to breathe you know but i will say i mean it did not stop there i thought that was going to be it for the day and then I found out I sold a fucking TV show a couple Woo-hoo! hours later. Oh, 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 and, oh. Then, 
and then a couple hours after that, I met up with Rose because I was on painkillers and I was like, I can do it. I feel fine. And then I got there and I pretty much almost like fell asleep in my sushi. Yeah, she was like, yeah, like the heaviest eyelids you've ever seen in your life. But I was really touched body and soul and spirit that Jamie literally sold a show, got hit by a car and still (laughs) made it time to sushi. I mean, to me, that's a full day. That is a full day. You know what? I'll say that's, I'm going to say that's a full day. That is a New York minute. That's the definition of a high. There were highs and lows. (laughs) I'm really glad that it happened after. It hurts to laugh. I want to flag. It hurts to laugh, but I'm still doing it. It aches. It aches. It aches. I mean, I have to say post traumatic car experience, she rolled up at the sushi restaurant luscious hair, sparkly eyes, beautiful outfit. I was like, who is this 20 year old influencer I'm having dinner with? (laughs) It looked like her Orthodox sister. I have like these weird chaos (laughs) curls and I'm like wearing these glasses. I was probably wearing like a knee length black skirt. You were wearing a skirt, I think, but you look so cute. I was so happy to see you. And I loved how we were kind of the only people in that restaurant. There was something really wonderful about that. It was really funny because I fucked up the reservation. And so we didn't have one. And they're like, geez, I don't know. We're like, guys, no one's here. They're like, maybe we can squeeze you here. And then for an hour and a half, we were the only people in the restaurant. We don't know. (laughs) They were like, ah. We can only only fully accommodate you. (laughs) We can only... Absolutely get you a table. It's It's just you guys and the chef. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, it was so funny. We get there and and they're like, "Ah, you can sit at the bar. And we're like, okay. And then I was like, are you sure you guys don't have a table? And she was like, hold on, let me see what I can do. And then she came back and she's like, actually, yeah, no, we can make that happen. I just found 30 tables. Yeah. This is insane. (laughs) I forgot the restaurant is fully empty. Um, yes. How many tables seven, do you seven. want, actually? It turns yeah. out. Yeah. Did you just want one? We each oh, okay. see, we, a different table. We thought you wanted eight, and that's why we said no. But then, actually, if you want eight, we can also give you eight tables. <laughs> we can actually give you whatever you want. Can, um, you, you can just have this place. You can just have this restaurant. Go behind the sushi bar. Make it yourself. Have fun. Speaking of, um, <laughs> speaking of that restaurant, I mm. have been a classic carry. Money? What's money? Oh, yeah. Man, two weeks in New York, and it is wild. I think it's a combination of it's a huge restaurant bar city. Yes. But also COVID's ending and people are going out more. So all of a sudden, I feel like the cash is like a flowing outwards, not inwards. Yes. Um, I got my like tax refund back and literally bought four pairs of shoes. I looked like Carrie. I had... I felt like Carrie, I was like walking with like two bags of shoes into a hotel, like up the elevator. But actually, unlike Carrie, this is the sad part. If it was Carrie, she would have had like five inch heels with like doodles on them and puffs and they'd be pink and there's glitter. I'm six feet tall and I've had two back surgeries. So it was like five pairs of like conservative, like it was like five pairs of like cloud sneakers that you can just slip right on. Like I actually am on a group text and I, and I told my girlfriends, I bought four pairs of shoes. They're like picks, picks. And then I sent them and it was like, they're like a sneaker. I think they were like, Oh, you bought like useful. Oh, you bought like actual shoes. shoes. No, you bought bought, like like, a back support. No, it was really gross. I mean, right. You bought a neck pillow. Yeah. I bought like a neck pillow for my feet, like four of them. I literally bought Mm -hmm. Tiva's sneakers, sneakers. (laughs) And then like the funkiest thing I bought were 
some sandals. So what I brand of like sneakers are we talking about? Gola, these really fashionable ones. Those are cute. Um, I'm wearing like, you know how there's like this fashionable thing you see in New York and also Tokyo where people are wearing sort of like black sandals and then like they'll scrunch up a sock and wear it together. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got those, which I think look really cute. I do. I love anything that's like kind of Berlin, Tokyo vibe. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much because that's full on like I live in a cool city and I know what I'm doing. Like that's, Yeah, and I'm wearing like big baggy clothes, but they're like it's architectural. Like taking, exactly. It's like there's such an ownership to dressing like that. Of being yeah. like, I also love like, ug- like stylish ugly. Like, yeah, I that's love, big right now. I love that. I love that we just have permission to wear like truly whatever we want right now. I know, Everything's I- in style. Every single thing is in style. I think when I texted my friends and said that I bought four pairs of shoes, I should have said I bought four pairs of comfort shoes. Yes. Because I think they got all horny and ready to go. And there wasn't like a stiletto in sight. But yeah, yeah, I feel like Carrie, I'm definitely like five dresses for $6,000. It's a steal. Like, I think I'm like losing my mind in New York. No, I I hemorrhage money here. I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, It's definitely... I've stopped the bleeding a little bit just because I've been here for a while now. But those first few months, I was like, this is not sustainable. Well, it's like, no wonder everyone lives in a tiny ass apartment. You're spending $1,000 a week on food and drinks and whatever. So crazy. Yeah. And like, I don't even look at like drink prices. Sometimes I get the bill back and I'm like, oh my God two drinks each one was $15 like I forgot I the cocktails in New York are the same price as a lunch entree it's food yeah. it's the same thing you no, can drink it's... or you could eat but then you choose to do both and you're like fuck yeah every meal here is $100 at least so oh at least actually our bozu was $40 each which is that was surprising well we didn't drink yeah. much no we didn't yeah no I definitely did Jamie everything. was on meds yeah Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, guys, we're getting into probably the last <laughs> recap. I don't know. Don't don't overpromise and underdeliver there. Well, we'll see, right? We'll see. Um, yeah, we're st- guys. Just in case anyone is wondering, we're still covering the first Sex in the City movie. I repeat, we are still covering the first Sex in the City movie. Um, we're now in part four, um, and I like an I want to be movie. clear that before before we took on this movie, we thought we would do it in two parts. Is that yes. right, guys? Yeah. Two parts. Yeah. So we're at four, and it might go for longer, and we just want to be transparent with you about that, that we're really milking this thing. Um, and not just to milk it. We're actually just, <laughs> we have so much to say that it has spread out into four episodes and maybe more. So. That's it. Anyways, um, let's start this thing. Part four, Sex in the City movie. Here we go. So the next part of the first Sex in the City movie opens with Carrie catching up with Louise, who has news. Her news is that Carrie and Big's penthouse sold. So it is basically off Carrie's plate. Also, Louise got engaged. She's moving back to St. Louis to be with 
this dude named Will. Miranda and Steve, meanwhile, have their Brooklyn Bridge meeting. Steve showed after all, and that is that. They are back together. They even have some very hot makeup sex afterwards. We can't really just cruise right by that. I know we had a whole bridge conversation. We did. Okay. I'm just okay, going to do back a, to the bridge. Quiz. We're back to the bridge. I just we're back on the bridge. like they met on the we're bridge. We're back on it's the like bridge. No, it's She big. was there. She was looking around. He shows up. We already talked about it, so I'm not going to re-talk about it. But it was incredibly romantic, and it's one of the best parts of the Sex and the City canon, including the show. Mm-hmm. But okay. Skylar hates it. I don't yeah, like it. Exactly. Yeah, Skylar hates else, yeah. romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skylar's like, I did. I took your stuff to the dry cleaners. That's romance for Skylar. <laughs> I'm practical. I'm, like, love I'm language just here. Is I'm just of service. Yeah, my love language is to just check it out boxes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, and Samantha kills time in LA reading on the beach when her dog takes off. She chases after it right up to her hot neighbor's stairs where she catches him in the middle of a very horny shower. He introduces himself. His name is Dante devilish and Samantha is welcome to stop by anytime. It's really challenging. It takes everything Samantha has not to just take off her clothes and join him in the shower, but she restrains herself grabs her dog and leaves instead, which I'm going to argue is a big character shift for her and like actually shows a lot of growth. Yeah, that's true. Also, I don't know why the read when when the dog like scampers off and she's like, baby, where are you going? I don't know why it like really creeped me out. I didn't like that. I didn't like that intonation. It just I don't know. She's also reading know. The Secret, which I found an interesting. <laughs> That's funny because beach she kind of has everything she wants. For Samantha. Yeah, what is she putting out yeah, in the universe? What is she trying to unlock? Okay. Um, okay, so everyone catches up for Charlotte's baby shower. Even Samantha flew into New York. Oh my God, Samantha! Oh! You have a dog! Did you ever think you'd see the day? Me with a pooch? Mother of God, what's with the gut? Well, she's eating something out there. Come on in! Hi! We've been waiting for you! I eat, so I won't cheat. What exactly are you eating? Everything except Dante's dick. Language, please. This is a grown-up apartment now. I guess I didn't realize how big I was until I saw it on your faces. How? And I say this with love. How? Could you not realize it? I've been avoiding yours. Well, I'm proud of you for not cheating. I don't think there's anything to be proud of. I stuff my face to stop myself from doing something that feels natural to me. Now listen, this isn't about the way you would look gorgeous at any size. But are you happy? Oh my God. Don't backtrack after what you just said. Don't do that, don't do that. Relationships aren't always about being happy, (laughs) right? I mean, how often do you feel happy in your relationship? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's to you. Every day. You feel happy every day. Not all day every day, but every day. When was the last time you felt happy? Six months ago. I think that's normal for L.A. Am I gonna <laughs> What's your gut tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but Smith stayed with me through chemo. And if he can stay with me through that, then I should be able to stay in this relationship for him. Sweetie, you just compared your relationship to chemo. <laughs> there we were, the three mirrors 
Samantha couldn't avoid. I have to say, when I saw this, I, I didn't remember the movie. I'd seen it maybe when it came out. But we talk a lot about how the show doesn't age well as it relates to race and um, sexuality. But wow, the fat phobia wow. in this episode was like, I was watching it by myself. And when she gets there and they all gasping, I was like, do I have to rewind this? Like, what is the problem? Like, it, there's a problem with the scene on many levels. Number one, if she was actually fat, it's still really mean. But to have a really thin person yeah. with basically a, 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 I don't even know what to call it. It's definitely skin. not a gut. It's like skin, skin, skin over her womb. And they're like, the gut you have. I'm like, that scene mm -hmm. is the most dysmorphic, fucked up. Like, like it's cruel even if she was fat. But the fact that she's not fat makes it like insane. Yeah. And also... I, I just feel like um, it's strange to have that whole chunk go by and it takes until about halfway through for Carrie to say, you'd look beautiful at any size. Like what strange writing to not like if you're going to comment on it in any capacity, which I'm not endorsing. I want to be very clear about that. It is strange to have that come at the end being like shit on her, shit on her, make fun of her, shit on her, and then be like, but you look beautiful at any size. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? That's clearly not how you feel. It was a completely ridiculous line because the writers It was must so fake. It was like, that is clearly not bad. how you guys feel. Yeah, you guys felt a little guilty. And so you threw in a line. Somebody in the writer's room was like, is that okay? And they're like, let's just say let's that put in, Let's beautiful. put in one sentence that says she's beautiful. Yeah, totally. I, I That was so... Yeah, it almost made it worse. It almost made it worse because it was like not standing by your meanness. Yeah, and it's, it's like, too... don't. Yeah, go ahead, Sky. I was just going to say, it's like too soft as cover for how shitty you just were. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're just going to mm -hmm. dunk on you for like a full like minute and a half and be like That's real right. aggro about it. And then we're going to be right. like, but you know, we still love you at the end of it. It's like, you were just really fucking shitty for a and while. You guys there. are so not the beautiful at any size people. I mean, you, no, you could not, not be all. less supportive of different body types. Like Everyone's you all basically baby have the They're same tiny. baby carrot body type. So I, yeah, I just don't, I just thought it was so also, yeah, such a strange. I also just thought like, I mean, it's, it's truly wild because she's still extremely yeah. thin. Oh, also, strange move for Miranda's character to be like, well, what are you eating? It's like, Miranda, you are so, you've had a baby. You give a fuck about this? You were at Weight Watchers. You're sensitive about your body. Like, why are you that person? That, to me, was, like, pretty pretty strange writing um, because I feel like what we love about this show is that we know the characters so well and they're so defined. And that to me is like, that's a bomb. I cannot believe they put those words in Miranda's mouth to be mm -hmm. the person who's like, well, what are you eating? You know, here's the thing. It's totally legit to do a storyline about somebody who gains 20 pounds mm -hmm. because they're eating their feelings. But it honestly doesn't even fit the show for her to walk in and for her to go, you didn't notice that gut. I mean, it's like feels like an abusive grandmother or mother. Absolutely. Like, it's just so and it. I, I've said it once and I've said it again. It's just dysmorphic. Like when you look at her, it's like if you were a fat person watching this, it's offensive for anyone to watch it. But it's just like tell like ha having your jaw drop when a completely thin person 
gains like an ounce or two is is like just the most misogynistic, self-hating thing that that show could. It's it's one of the biggest faux pas of of that whole thing. Could, couldn't agree more. Also, she truly just flew in from <laughs> L.A. a six hour flight. To be, to be at a baby you. shower. She doesn't even fucking like kids. She showed up. And then you bash her for having a little bit of like skin hanging out of her crop top, which is what would happen if anyone wore a crop of top. Course. Like, what are we talking about? I mean, it's psychotic. You're right. That's so true, Jamie. It's like in any other circumstance, if you hadn't watched six seasons and you just watched the movie, you'd be like, get new friends. These you people need are new friends. monsters. Yes, this is abusive. This is this is toxic. It's also like this is if they want to like I I absolutely agree that if you want to make this a storyline like it's it's interesting area for these four people to play in. But this comes at hour two of a two and a half hour movie. This is about <laughs> as much uh, real estate as it gets. And it's just like gone. So unnecessary. Like, yeah, there's never like a sleepover where she's like, remember when you guys fat shamed me when I was at a really low point in my breakup and I yeah. flew to be at your baby shower? Like, remember that? It's so weird. They just blow right by it. And it's just like, what if we just make some weight comments? For a also, bit? you could illustrate this. You could illustrate this in such a funny comedic way that is not mean. Yeah. I literally just point. them having dinner or mm-hmm. having whatever. And then they are hanging out after. And then uh, Samantha wants a full other dinner and yeah. then they yes. could be like, what's going on? We literally just ate. Like we all ate. And then yes. she's like, guys, I, I, this is, uh, this is where I'm at. I, I, I just need to keep distracting myself. You're right. Or just a Lucille ball thing where she's eating and choking and she's keep eating through it. And there's a million ways to show that. And I think it's legit to show that somebody, I actually think it's totally a good, st- I mean, I think there's a lot of, realistic crossover between being sexually frustrated and overeating and having weird sexual feelings and like coming, turning to eating. Cause it's like the feeling of stuffing yourself and feeling disgusting. It's a really Mm. unsexual feeling. And it's like, I think people kind of can kind of plug up their sexuality that way a little. It's like, if you're really hurt and escaping, it's like, we've all done that with food before. Yes. So I I think it's like a really rich, rich place to discover. But as we were just saying, it's like, imagine if she had flown there and they hadn't seen her in a little while. And they're like, Oh, you got a wrinkle. You look old. You look disgusting. I mean, it's just like, it's just like the last thing your friends should be doing to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rose, take us back into it. Yeah. I mean, there's not really much discussion about that clip. It's just like, it's horrible. That's yeah. the really, that's the only the, one way to say it. What if this was the clip just off of the, off of the bridge thing where I'm like, I loved this guys. This worked for me. Great. Now this, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this, this I'm like, this now that's some, fat, some fat phobia. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like maybe the writers justified it to themselves being like, these girls are honest. They're not playing it. To PC. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. I mean, listen, I text my sister photos anytime I go clothes shopping and go, does this look cute? And if it doesn't, she goes, no. But I'm asking her what she thinks. And she's not saying no because your body's ugly. She's just saying no. You know, it's honesty is good, but like just relentless meanness. No. It's also I'd be a little pissed if I were Mario Cantone in this scene. Like his whole his whole role in this movie is he gets like he sets up he sets up Carrie's wedding, which obviously like falls apart. 
He has the kiss with Sanford, and then he fat shamed Samantha. And that's <laughs> his arc in the movie. <laughs> it's in like, and I'd, out. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, cool. I guess I'm glad I'm in it. But <laughs> yeah, it's true. So after the baby shower, Samantha heads back to Los Angeles to break up with Smith. He says he'd been expecting it for a while, but it still stings. Samantha flies back to New York with her new dog in tow, as Louise says her final goodbye to Carrie. And Charlotte, meanwhile, heads out for lunch where she spots Big. She tries to sneak out before he can talk to her, but she is just too pregnant to make a sly getaway. She bumps into the table and causes a bit of a scene, so Big chases her down. They have it out, outside in front of the restaurant. Charlotte even uses her perfect I curse the day you were born line on him, but her water breaks, and now Big has to help her to the hospital. Again, we've said it uh, many times on this podcast, but I have to say it again. Actresses that play dumb and ditzy don't get the full credit for how incredible they are as actresses. For example, Christina Applegate is like a genius on Married with Children, but because she plays a bimbo, people think it's like easy or that's just who she is. Charlotte is such an amazing, cute poodle ditz. And when she's like, you know, no, no, I curse the day you were born. I mean, she's I so it. good. So funny. She's such so a funny. strong comedy actress. It's just, I don't know. Yes. I think people brush by that. I really do. No, I agree. I think she's super underrated in that vein. She's incredibly it's so talented. funny. And it's such a specific character. Like, not a lot of people could pull that off. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we, like... I'm just going to do a small tangent, but like, as we've talked about on this podcast before, anything that's called a guilty pleasure, anything that's female oriented, even like the term basic, anything that women like is considered not highbrow, not legitimate. It's embarrassing. You should like it, but like apologize for liking it. And I think because sex in the city show is a show by women for women, it's never been taken seriously as like an incredible show with incredible writing and acting. Because I think if it had, she would have gone on to have like a Julia Louise Dreyfus career or something where she's just in stuff constantly. That's really interesting. There's no yeah. reason why she's not in a million things. Everything. Like, yeah, like she could play anything. And right. there's a there's a new um, excuse me for the Gen Zs who listen, but I just found out about this new world called Chu this new world word called Chugi, mm. which is the Gen Z word for basic. It means you would like have a live, laugh, love slogan or that you'd like mm. be an adult into Disneyland. It's essentially basic. I don't know why they renamed it, but there's an article. You have to look at the look article. I'm looking there, it up right as we, as we, so there's a list of things that make you Chugi and it's an insult. And all of it is just things that women would like. So I just think we need to pause on like anything that women like being considered mm-hmm. like lame. That's my diatribe. Um, and Carrie makes it to the hospital to meet Charlotte's new baby. Charlotte and Harry named her Rose. Ah! Harry also tells Carrie the entire story about the delivery, how Charlotte's water broke and Big helped her and how Big stuck around until just beco- before Carrie arrived. Harry even says Big wrote her letters, but Carrie says that's not possibly true. She never got letters. Sorry, I'm thinking about Chugi. I know, it's amazing. Interesting. I know. Golden Goose Sneakers. Okay, that's a little... (laughs) Anything associated... Can I just read this because we're talking about it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tell us what's Chugi. Okay, I'm just going to take you guys through the Chugi universe here real quick. Okay, so it's... According to the New York Times, it's not quite basic which can describe someone who is a conformist or perhaps generic in their tastes. And it's not quite uncool, 
It's not embarrassing or even always negative. Chugi, pronounced chugi, <laughs> can be used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. And while a lot of chugi things are associated with millennial women, the term can be applied to anyone of any gender and any age. I'm just going to take you through a few examples. It's not just a way to describe people. According to people who have embraced the word, the following are also chugi. The hype house? What's the hype house? Oh, that's like a TikTok house. Like a oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Golden Goose sneakers. Anything associated with barstool sports. Gucci belts with the large double G logo. Shit, I have one of those, but I haven't worn it <laughs> in a long time. Being really into sneaker culture. Ray Dunn pottery and anything Chevron. So it's one of my millennial stuff, I think. Uh, it, it feels yeah. all over the place. None of these seem none of these, none of these seem related. related. This to is me. too all over the place. I think I read like a BuzzFeed thing that was like live, laugh, love. Like it sounded like the the other article I read. It was a more basic definition. Guys, wait. Can I just take us through what is decidedly unchuggy? Yes, it may help us understand. Yes. It may it help may us. Help crack us. This. Okay, yeah. okay. Crack so the case, we, Jamie. Do, we I'm must on sound it, guys. insane and- to everybody <laughs> under. <laughs> Under our age. Oh, my God. I know. Thank you for saying our age. Wait, but Scott, you are way younger than us, and you didn't know Chugi. And I feel like you would know Chugi. Well, I know the term. I see it on Twitter, but it's one of those. They're there. I have this happen regularly where it's like. Are you Chugi? Maybe. But I have no idea. But where I like a new term hits, and I wait a little while to determine whether or not it's one I really need to know. And I'm not sure if Chugi is going to stick around over? just yet. I well, because like things pop up, they don't stick around, or okay. they stick around. It's like I gotta know. Okay, Jamie, Guys, tell I us what's to, not Chugi. Let me take Chugi. you through what's decidedly unChugi. Okay, thrifting, making your own clothes, handmade products, Levi's jeans. I have a couple of pair of the. No, they're saying unChugi is good, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. This is unChugi. Okay. Birkenstocks, okay. got them, wear them. Wait, home decor, not home decor not found at target and then here's a quote looking good for yourself and not caring about what other people think that confidence exudes non-chuginess it just feels like chuggy so it's like a try hard thing to be chuggy a little bit oh that's it's a little try hard that's but you right. know what all the things they said that were i get it i get it now non-chuggy is also try hard like thrifting yeah. that's not try hard Levi's I mean, Birkenstocks, are, Birkenstocks are very are trendy. Yeah. I feel okay. like this is this article has been written by a madman. <laughs> it does feel wow. it does feel a little bit like you know how some articles are actually generated by AIs and it's like an interesting thing to try to determine whether or not a human being wrote it or this This like, was like dispatched from somebody like in the last moments before their sanity slipped through their fingers yeah. like a sand oh. and a Yes. Okay. Okay, wait. Sorry. So it says Here's something about it. FYI, the millennial girl boss aesthetic is now called Chuggy. I get it. I think I get it. Uh, it is it's kind millennial. of basic. Anything millennials okay. like is Chuggy. Well, it's basic. There's no difference. I think the golden goose sneakers threw me. Yeah, a but little. it's that particular type of it, the it's girl boss element. Basic, but the girl boss element feels a little clarifying. Yes, does it? I think, uh, yes, for me, it does. It does to me. That does feel like there is a distinction between sort of these two camps of kind of like left-leaning cool person thing. I don't and know. I think I'm too chuggy to even understand this. I don't fully understand mm. it. I'm not 
again, this is also me learning it. So okay, well, I don't have a full grasp on you it. You guys, is our podcast too? Yeah, I bet it is. I hope so. Oh, if that's if that's what bit. we want, because I'm also not clear. I think it is. I think it is, and I'm fine with that. I'm chuggy and proud. That's fine. Oh, I like that. I do try hard. <sighs> okay, well, I'm taking us back into us. We're okay, on tangents, baby. It. Yeah, I yeah. love a tangent. Tangents are not chuggy. Okay. No. <laughs> when Carrie gets back home, she checks her unread mail for Big's letters. She doesn't find them, but there is something in her email. Big, it turns out, did write to her. A lot. Carrie wants to call him, but before she can, she gets a call from Louise. It's the last day Carrie can get into the penthouse, and she left quite the pair of Manolo Blahniks there. Carrie heads over, where she finds Big in their closet, Manolo's in hand. They jump into each other's arms, have sex, and have a little chat afterwards. Before we go to the clip, I just have to say, I mean, it was like weeks ago, but the whole thing about him writing to each other is when they were doing vows, she was like really excited about him. That's and, right. And she was reading love letters for inspiration and he had, she had said he had never written her love letter. But interestingly enough, all the emails he sent her were like cut and paste from other famous people's love letters, which I actually don't think is that meaningful because he didn't actually write her anything. It was like a famous line from a Shakespeare thing, a famous blah, 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 which obviously if somebody's emailing you everyday love things, that's nice. But like mm, he didn't write not. a single thing of his own. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm not impressed. I don't think it's sweet. There you go. Let's I don't think it's sweet. Out. Yeah. I'm sorry to have done that to you. I'm sorry to have done that to you. You know the funny part? Is there a funny part? We were perfectly happy before we decided to live happily ever after. Guess the joke's on us. It's a good closet. Thanks. It's comfortable. Is this what you had in mind when you installed the carpet? I'd like to think I was that smooth. Mm. We better get up before the new owners bust in on us. to someone this is this music kill me Carrie Bradshaw god he knows her last name I'm shocked (laughs) Jamie will you marry me Carrie (laughs) Bladstaff see this is why there's a diamond you need to do something to close the deal Looks so irritated. This diamond was a deal. Ugh. I mean, I don't know. He makes me want to barf. I mean, the thing is, people like my sister hate this show. They, my sister thinks this is so cheesy. Like, 
her, I think she saw either a trailer or saw the movie, but she's like, the fact that she gasped when she saw a, a, a big closet, I mean, just makes women look like <laughs> that. That is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> like, that is such a funny observation. Yeah, she's just like, I just cannot relate to this. And I think it's, <laughs> obviously, I love the show and it's so much fun. And it's not like, you know, it's it's not real. But um, I do think it's so hilarious. It's, it's all caricatures. Like, the fact that, like, she has to run back for her Manolos, it's like the most unrelated it's like I'm sorry I had to run back to our seven million dollar penthouse to get my seven thousand dollar shoes and then I met my you know it's just like a funny fairy tale it's Barbie and Ken for New York yeah I oh man yeah I don't know I I I, I still feel like uh I stand by my point that yes he wanted something smaller. He wanted something more intimate. I think all those things are right. And I think that as someone who uh, maybe at some point is going to get married again someday, I also have those feelings of like keeping it smaller and all these things. I can but, hear it to you say that. And then you like call me like it's small. It's 371 people. Hear me out. It's in hear the Bahamas, out. pronounced <laughs> Bayamas. And... <laughs> All you have to do is buy a ticket, book this really expensive hotel, wear this expensive dress. Yeah, and um, memorize this uh, script. We're doing a live play. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I think um, I understand Big representing that viewpoint, but I still stand by the fact that, like, this is her first wedding. This is what she wanted to do. She caves and bends to everything you need and want at all times you could have sucked it up and then gone to mexico the next day and you would have been right. with her alone like just do what's right by but they're your both deeply selfish people they're both yes they are and this selfish. illustrates that yeah. yeah it's like neither one of them can move an inch it's like he doesn't right. want a big wedding well too bad she wants to be on the cover of a magazine she wants to be on the cover of a magazine well too bad i didn't want a big wedding it's just like the one yes. percent straight rich good looking never compromising on anything being like i don't want to do anything that's not a hundred percent comfortable for me all the time i know i know yeah, I just wonder, like, does this couple have each other's back in, like, a that's real way? That's a good way? way to put it. Because I feel like that's the most important thing about a relationship. The is number being, one. Like, we play for the same team. And, like, I do not sense that that. I feel like these are, this is two, like you said, two people. And I'm not even judging it. I'm, I'm just saying what I see, which yes. is two people who are very set in their ways, very set in what they want to do. And they're trying to make a relationship work without changing even if it's for the good of the relationship they're not interested in changing at all mm -hmm. yeah i think that you really nailed it it's like do these people have each other's backs i i think i think they're really really superficial characters i think they're really fun characters but i think they're self-centered in a way that most people are in their teens and 20s but then eventually grow out of like you're a bitch to your mom in your teens and then you get older and you're like my mom's not going to be here forever i fucking love her i'm you know it's like an of amazing gift it's like there's a certain level of maturity as you age where you're just right. more kind and considerate and aware and grateful and you share more and it's not just about you you know whether right. you're taking care of dogs or kids or you know you take care of your friends and there's just no caretaking that's really happening here 
That's a it's great. Every man that's, for I himself. really love I, that is exactly right. I love the way you're putting that. That's right. It's every man for himself. Still, even I don't even think they learn that much. I don't think they're capable. <laughs> I don't of think there else. was that much. I actually don't think they've changed. I think the only thing that's changed is that they're getting married at the courthouse. But like, have they solved the greater problem here, which is like, can you trust this guy? Like, is he trustworthy? I just. I just don't feel like it's solved. I almost feel like they are a good match because uh, unless either one of them is going to be with somebody who's just beta and like is just going to get walked all over, they're not really good enough people to be in like a good relationship. That's very they funny. Kind of they kind of they deserve each other. Yeah, because yeah, it's like you're otherwise, right. You're right. It's either two totally self-centered people who are just like happen to like live in the same house and have sex and see movies together, or it's them <laughs> with somebody who just does whatever they want. You know, that's it's like, right. There's not like a healthy version of this. No, I mean, yeah, I, I am. You know when he said, um, or oh no, she said it. She was like. We were perfectly happy before we, I'm like, I don't think that's a hundred percent. I understand what they're saying that like planning the wedding and the wedding, getting away from them and all these things was like kind of tearing them apart. Obviously I understand that it's kind of my whole MO. Um, but I also don't know that the foundation is that strong. If the wedding really rips you apart like that. That's no, a really totally. good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a bad day doesn't really take down a whole relationship. I also just feel like, yeah, I just. They're just I, selfish. I they're just they're really just selfish. selfish. It's That's like really even, it. I'm trying to analyze. I'm trying some, to analyze something that it's like it's just it's very. I agree. It's just as clean as their. It's selfish. like somebody ruined her big party. She can even yes. be mad at him, but they should like go home together and not talk. The fact that they she just like they just don't speak for three weeks. It's just mm-hmm. like a. It's just like a spoiled brat throwing a fit. You know. Yeah. They're both children. They're both, they're just children. I also feel like, granted, I know this show follows Carrie, but man, I would love to spend a little more time with Big and really see the work he did. Like, what did he do to get here? And Jamie, what, are we yeah? writing a stunt script that's just the men of Sex and the City? Oh my the God. Dudes, Harry, Steve, Aiden. I mean, honestly, Skip. I just want. Yeah, we'll bring back Skip, Skip, Skipper. Yes, Skipper. Skipper. Yeah. Season but one, I, I really think favorite. like well, 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 like that I think that actually would maybe change our perspective of the whole thing if we had any context for what Big's been doing this whole time other than quoting things that are written by famous people like I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like his little like love letters or yeah. whatever you want to call them. Other than that, what has he done? Like how is he different? I don't think okay. he is. Okay, literally she dead silence. I don't think he is. She don't know. Okay, so. Yeah, je no idea. Je no idea. That's so funny, Jamie. Um, I, Jamie said something funny, so I just said it louder. That's a common <laughs> trick. If, if you're in a writer's room and somebody says a good joke and nobody notices, just pretend it's just yours. steal it and say it louder. Yeah. The loudest, the funniest. So after the second better proposal, mm-hmm. Carrie and Big go through with a simple city hall wedding after all, just the two of them, which actually surprisingly... She wears the skirt and, and suit and actually looks great, I have to say. It does. It, it actually looks, looks really cute on. It does look Way cute cuter on. than I would have thought. It then looks like, on the hanger, on the hanger, not great. Yeah, it's like swingy and vintage. She looks adorable. Yeah, it's really cute. So the first Sex and City movie closes with everyone celebrating the wedding at a diner all together in New York again. And then the film just kind of ends with a little montage of life going back to normal. Carrie gives a reading of her new book. 
And then Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte, and Miranda head out for another night together to celebrate Samantha's 50th birthday. And that's that's uh, the first movie. Oh, God, which is, I can't, we finished it. We finished it at the top. I said we might not, but we did. The good slash horrifying news is now we have to watch Sex and City 2. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, guys. But it's going to be a blast to talk about. Oh, it'll be incredible. I mean, I cannot wait to rip that thing a new asshole. It's I gonna know. Be it's going to be like so 17 cathartic. parts. I know. <laughs> Um, okay, well, we're going to close with our final segment, I'm Horny For. Sex in the City is obviously a very horny show, so we end each episode by sharing what we are currently horny for. Rose, what are you horny for right now? This is really abstract, but I'm horny for working hard and sticking with things and getting results. Oh, that's a great horny for. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I yeah. love an abstract horny for. We don't do them enough. I was trying to tweet this, but it didn't work. But I was thinking, you know, they say good things come to those who wait. I think good things come to those who work. That's what I think. Ooh, that that runs deep, right? Good things come to those who work. Yeah. Love that. That's it. Love that. Jamie, what are you horny for? Okay, I am horny for a specific episode of Oprah's Super Soul podcast um it's the one with dr shafali i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right sabari t-s-a-b-a-r-y dr Mm. shafali sabari Mm. um and it's called a radical awakening Mm. and she is just a brilliant therapist who has such strong feelings about shattering the patriarchy Mm. and um just like how women limit themselves and um, yeah, she talks about divorce and cultural expectations of what she went through when she was going through a divorce and um, but so much more. I, I'm making it sound like it's a divorce podcast. It's really not. It's like every woman and man should listen to this podcast. It is so fucking good. Um, yeah, I'm sending it to everyone I know. So go to Oprah's podcast. Is it like a recent Soul. one? I think uh, like no, May 9th. Yeah, three episodes back, May 19, 2021. Okay, awesome, awesome, James. But oof, what a listen. Okay, so listeners, prep yourselves for next week. Watch Sex and <laughs> City 2. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chbwpod. And follow my co-host, Rose Cerno, on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co-host, Jamie, at ReallyJamieLee on Instagram and at the Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. If you're nasty, it helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.